Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Truth and Fire, the podcast is brought to you by truthandfire.com, where we explore faith and pop culture from a witty Christian perspective. Each episode, we pick up where our blog content leaves off. We answer some of your most pressing questions, respond to reader feedback, and address our critics where warranted and appropriate. So head on over to truthandfire.com forward slash the podcast and subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Oh, and I'm your host, Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would like to invite you to support us by leaving us a review. Let us know how you have been encouraged by each one of the stories that you have listened here. Also leaving us your feedback. You can also help by following us on social media on Instagram and Facebook or by liking or commenting on our post and also by sharing with your friends and family. Also, don't forget to subscribe on our podcast and YouTube channel. Another way that you can also help us is financially by visiting our Patreon page by going on the link here on the description. Why isn't she doing this? Um, and then I had to really flush out like, well, my identity is ha- it's not in my skin tone. It's it's in Christ. Like my identity is found in Christ. So I don't look to my skin tone to tell me how I should feel and react or think about things or process them or the lens I should look at them through. I, I look to Christ how should I process this how should I react to this and it's very clear in scripture um, that you you shouldn't pay back reviling for reviling that you um... this is ordinary people with extraordinary lives a series dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ I am your host Arlenis Bakalu Welcome, everyone, to Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives. I am your host, Arlenis Bucklew. And to open up this episode today, I would like to read a passage, a couple of verses from the book of John, chapter 15. And I'm going to be reading from verses 1 to 11. And it starts saying, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. In every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me, You can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Just as the father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. 
These things I have spoken to you, so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Today we have、uh, one of the hosts from the Abide Podcast.、Uh, her name is Natalie, and she is the host along with、uh, Katie. Of the Abide Podcast, very grateful、uh, because we have been able to connect through our sweet family of the Bart Network. So,、uh, big shout out to our family of the Bart Network and to our brother Dwayne Atkinson for just bringing us all together and for introducing us to this wonderful family、uh, where we get the opportunity to encourage one another,、uh, but also be able to、uh, share with one another what we are. The content and just what you know, the, the the different ministries that we all get to serve the Lord in, and this is through the different podcasts that we have in the Bart Network. I'm super grateful just to have Natalie. I've been able to follow along, you know, her Instagram page, both her personal as well as the Abide podcast. It's been wonderful, very encouraging to hear how these women who are very busy moms, they are very busy, and yet just to see how they have been. Very diligent in the study of God's word, and to bring this encouragement, so that we may also abide in Christ, and that we may continue to grow in the Word of God. That we wouldn't seek to have a personal connection with God,、uh, seeking in other places, seeking things、uh, in the world, but that the only way that we can truly grow. And that we can truly have a true relationship with our Savior is through His Word, and I think that is so important because、um, we have so many things nowadays that if we are not very careful, it can draw our attention away from what really matters, and that is the Word of God. We have the Scripture, so open your Bible. <laughs> That's something that I continue to hear them, both of the ladies, saying like, open your Bible and let God speak to you. Through His Word, <laughs> so just very grateful, very excited that I get to have her today, and just for us to get to know her better. And thank you so much to all of you, our faithful listeners or、uh, viewers on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for the support and love that we just continue to receive from you guys. Thank you for、uh, listening or sharing with your friends and family. And I hope that this episode can be a blessing to all of you. And well, here is my conversation with Natalie. I am here with Natalie. I did actually a little introduction in the beginning. So Natalie is one of the hosts of the Abide Podcast, and Natalie, it's been such a wonderful experience, such a blessing to、uh, listen to your podcast and to Katie. You know, to you and Katie, you guys are so like minded. So thank you and welcome. <laughs> no, thank you for having me on, and, and your your podcast has been such a blessing too. I was telling my husband, he was like, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I was like, I have a podcast interview. He's like. The podcast. I was like, it's called Out of Darkness into Light. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I was like, they just like they interview regular people. And I was like,、yeah. it's just really neat to, to hear God, God's hand in in people's lives. I was like, it's it's just. I was like, it's been such a blessing to listen to. So I. Love what you and everybody else is doing. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. And yeah, I mean, it's been a blessing just to hear everyone's testimony.、Um, but you know, I think I always say we all come to, from so many different backgrounds. You know, we are different colors. <laughs> you know,、yeah. and like,、yeah. uh, but one thing that that we have all in common is Christ.、Uh, we know that we needed a savior to rescue us out of darkness into light. 
And yeah, so it's ordinary people with extraordinary lives, extraordinary lives because we serve an extraordinary God. And so um, he is our savior. So Natalie, I like uh, and I like to have our guests to kind of just give us a little background. And, you know, I always say I want the juicy, you know, details. <laughs> so please feel free to uh, to share as much as you uh, feel like you want to share. And we will go all the way to your childhood. Uh, what was your life like growing up uh, for you and your family? Um, were you raised in a believing home? So just give us a you know a little background on that. Yeah. Yeah, so my childhood was was really good. My parents um, worked really hard, sacrificed a lot. Um, you know, they they wanted us to grow up in like a, a safe area, so they they both worked extremely hard um, uh, to to make sure we we had that. Um, they made they wanted to make sure we had a stable childhood. Um, um, so they, I think, parents usually tend to want to give their children what they didn't have. So my parents um, did that in pretty much every area. Grew up, um, they would take us to church and stuff. And um, my parents are still married. Um, they always were happy. Like, I don't I don't remember them arguing um, like ever in front of us. I mean, I'm sure they've had their, <laughs> their disagreements mm -hmm. about things. Um, Cause I'm married, yeah. so I'm like, I know that's, <laughs> I know that's the case. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but you know it was never um it was never tumultuous so i was very i was very thankful for that because i know that wasn't necessarily their situation growing up um and so um it's me and my mom and my dad and my brother um and we yeah we we kind of had like a in quotes normal childhood um i mean it wasn't anything there was nothing crazy that happened so i don't have any like um big like um stories that i can think of offhand from like my dramatic stories that's okay <laughs> <laughs> we don't always but not it's a all gift. of us yeah yeah yeah, that's like, yeah it's a gift um yeah. you know because i always think like oh well i was like oh i wouldn't want my children to have traumatic stories from their childhood mm -hmm. so i'm like i'm thankful um mm -hmm. very thankful to god for that um and so, yeah, um, they're like, I would say maybe my family is like half and half, uh, with, uh, believers. So it's like, um, it's like I and my mom are saved. I believe my dad is, my brother is not. So that's just been mm -hmm. something I've been praying about, um, you know, and just praying for opportunities to, um, speak to him and, and my husband's been very faithful to do that too um so I'm thankful for that and uh yeah. trying to think like <laughs> so what kind of so what is the background like what denomination like you know what was church life like for you guys there growing up oh okay <laughs> <laughs> that that's I guess that's a little interesting um uh my youngest memories were going to a Methodist church uh -huh. um and then when I got, when we got a little bit older, we started going to, it was a, in quotes, Baptist church, but um, it was predominantly black. So it was, um, mm -hmm. it was lively. It was a lively Baptist <laughs> church. <laughs> oh, I've um, heard a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so like, 
that was like the experience and the Methodist church was the same way. Um, that was like the experience, um, the, the, the Baptist church, um, there, the, they did not have, um, good leadership. And it's interesting because as a child, you don't always pick up on things, but when I got older, um, things started, I was like, Oh, I remember something weird. And my, my parents would be like, yes, this is what was going on. And then they, they eventually left that church. Mm -hmm. Um, and we started going to, during this time through my childhood, I was, uh, I think from second to ninth grade, I was going to a private Christian school. The school was affiliated with a church that was independent fundamental Baptist, Okay, which they are, um, they can be very legalistic. It's like the KJV only. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So it was like that. Um, and that's one of the things where I was like, oh, we only could use a KJV Bible mm. a in school. I thought that was the only translation mm. of the Bible. <laughs> there for the are many. Time. Yeah. And then I get older and I'm like, oh, there's, you know, ones with, um, you know, non king's english <laughs> yeah it's like it's very difficult just, yeah like regular english and so i was just like yeah. oh wow okay did not know that um yeah. and then you just kind of find out like the the mindset behind it but it was um it was it was very uh it felt very legalistic um there uh, but i didn't have like a category term for that when mm -hmm. i was younger and we started going to the church to that church for a season and then left that church uh for after a bit and started going to the church that um i met my husband at oh wow <laughs> like <laughs> later on so we, we met when i was uh i was like in my younger years of high school i might have been in like the ninth grade or something when i met my husband at church uh wow. but yeah so like that was yeah that was interesting um and his 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 father was the is the pastor still there i married a, P it a pk <laughs> A PK? A pastor's kid, yeah. A PK, wow, okay. A PK, yeah. <laughs> never, I never heard that, that so yeah. just learn something. PK. Yeah. <laughs> and so your family is also going to this church. So you're going with your family, with your parents to this church? Oh, actually, so, ooh, that's different. So <laughs> we, we ended up moving out of state um, from the church, and so then we were going to a church in the state we, we, we are in now, um, but then – we left that church and now we're going to a church back in, uh, we used to live in Maryland. So now we're going to a church in Maryland again because oh. we didn't go like super far <laughs> from Maryland, but we're out of state. But, um, so we actually are going to, um, a really, really, like, um, been so blessed to be members of it. And it's a, um, it's a, it's a, um, really nice, solid church. It's a, uh, it's affiliated with, John MacArthur, it's like one of their church plants. Um, so it's oh, been nice. Yeah, it's it's been really um And that's where you still really go today? Nice. Yeah, that's where we go today. Yep. Okay. Um so yeah. It's been um it's been really fun. It's been so, a, it's been an interesting journey. <laughs> oh, it is. But yeah. one thing that I wanna go back to is that, you yeah. know, you all you knew it's Christian church, Christianity which is a blessing from mm -hmm. the Lord, right? Uh, but having mm -hmm. parents that will take you to church, 
Um, I've had people, many, you know, the people that I interview and they have that experience growing up, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, all I knew it was just the Bible, you know, it's like from every mm -hmm. angle, whether it's my parents at home or a church. So you're like immersed when it comes to the word of God. But yet when it's the point, you know, that, um, that you, that the, the gospel finally makes sense to you, that you oh. feel that, you know, yeah. the guilt the guilt of sin mm -hmm. that you feel you know you mourn over your sin and it's like yeah. when true repentance happened because a lot of the times you know just because and I've, i've said this before in the podcast it's like just because you were raised in the christian home doesn't mean that you are automatically saved we are mm -hmm. sinners you don't have to teach a child how to lie right. they just automatically just do it so that's to say we are sinful Mm -hmm. And so the Lord has to come into our hearts to really work through his word. So mm -hmm. how is that process for you? How, uh, at what point in your life do you come to that understanding? Like, hey, I am a sinner and I'm going to go to hell if I don't truly come to the Lord. Oh, um, so it's like a it was a very, very long process. Um, it's so I would say I thought I was. Um, Uh, I think I, when I was seven, I was in the second grade. I remember because it was my second grade teacher who went to my baptism. Yeah, so I thought like maybe around the age of seven, um, sticking out in my mind because my second grade teacher went to my baptism. Um, but I thought it was around the age of seven. Um, I don't, I think I was always given pieces of the gospel. Um, I thought it was just a very factual thing, like Jesus died and he was buried in a tomb and he rose again on the third day and now he's like in heaven like i thought that was it um so growing up in the church you can get a lot of uh head knowledge and it can just mm -hmm. be poured into you and you can you can recite everything you can you can quote all of the scripture you can um you could probably memorize the whole catechism um and it doesn't <laughs> change your heart at all right so that was pretty much me like i had like all of these things I could just spout off and it would sound really good and it was, it would be right. Mm -hmm. Um, but my heart wasn't right. My heart wasn't changed. It was still dead. Um, so, uh, and it was that salvation that what I thought was my salvation was based on like, Oh, raise your hand. Um, you know, everyone's eyes are closed, so you don't have to be ashamed to raise your mm -hmm. hand. Yeah. Oh, and say this prayer like, Oh, and you did that. Okay, cool. Now you're saved. Um, So like all of my faith and assurance was kind of placed on in that moment. Like, well, I said the sinner's prayer. Um, and so when I didn't feel so saved, I would say it again. Yeah. <laughs> and it would just keep uh, snowballing. And then it was like, a pr like maybe like every night you would say it, <laughs> <laughs> especially if you were like doing ex extremely bad things because uh, when you're younger being raised in the church, you, you have a, a knowledge of like, what to do and what not to do mm -hmm. and then probably also how to do it and get away with it mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. which is terrible <laughs> but you know how to put on a good face you know what is expected the expected behavior is and you know you have like these things that can kind of swirl around but it still doesn't it's um it would be you know you would get punished um like the the school i went to uh the private school They had a, a waiver parents had to sign that um, children could uh, 
be corporally punished so they 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 could uh spank you or paddle you what? or whatever they would call it. yeah so like your parents like and if it's like if you were bad enough you would get spanked you would get what you, um, what, you raised in america this sounds like you were raised in dominican republic no. me. <laughs> what they do at the schools there it helped right so like kids would only go but so far because yeah. it was like if you cross the line you have the risk of getting um, paddled. And so, it, but it was like, you kind of knew to just like, that's that was like my childhood. Like I, I knew where to go. Like I knew how yeah. to step in sin um, and, and not uh, get away with it. But it was like, if I felt bad about it, it was never because it was like, oh, my sin uh, grieves God. It was just, oh, I, I might get in trouble for this or it's a little embarrassing that I might've done this or something. So. It was, uh, I was pretty much like Second Timothy 3, that passage, mm. like I was a lover of self, uh, boastful, arrogant, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, not holy, <laughs> not, definitely not very loving. Um, that's definitely something <laughs> God has um, really changed in me. Um, mm -hmm. I was like very gossip, uh, not self-control, just not not very good um and then it was just like i was still holding to a form of godliness though but mm -hmm. i denied its power because i wasn't saved like at all um and there was no heart change and so i think um that kind of continued on um i got a little older and i i wasn't in that private school anymore i started going to public school so then it was like Ew. you get a different kind of influence then it's like Oh, if I like do this and no one finds out about it, uh -huh. no one finds out about it. So it was like, <laughs> I just started doing more and more sins. Um, <laughs> I just started going down a bad path, but God was so faithful to not let me be good <laughs> at sinning. <laughs> so it never went, but so far it was like, okay, you, like, um, this is, I don't think I've ever really told a lot of people this. I, one I used to shoplift and I actually got caught. And so it was like, I don't know, like I got, I started hanging out with people and they, they, that was like what they did. They yeah. like shoplifted and stuff. And so it was like, okay. And I think it was like, I don't know this, the first time I was like, got away with it. And then it was like maybe the second time and I got caught and, but that was the grace of God because I was like that it was almost like I had like a, uh, um, hmm. how would I call it like a like a sin high in quotes where it was like I did this terrible thing and I got away with it and mm -hmm. I got what I wanted to get and then it was like I I could have I could see myself had God not had that happen just continually doing that and just being Lord knows where but he and his sovereignty <laughs> had me mm -hmm. get caught so I was, I'm very, I wasn't thankful for it when it happened because I still wasn't saved. It was just very, <laughs> it was very much worldly grief that mm -hmm. didn't lead to any actual like repentance. But, um, there was like these little moments like that. Um, and then I would say when I was probably in my late teens, early twenties, I started listening to sermons online, um, had friends that were like doing that. Um, and I listened to a Paul Washer sermon and it just, it like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like how, 
holy God is like and how profane I am and it was just it 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 didn't destroy me but it really did just tear my heart up um in the best way possible like it, it broke it um and mm -hmm. and it was like and at that moment God gave me a new heart and it's like I can't remember I don't even remember what the exact day is and if I didn't clear my internet history I probably would be able to go back <laughs> and look at it but maybe not because that was like a decade ago so <laughs> but <laughs> it was just I was just very thankful for that um and I don't I don't know if, I mean I I don't want to question God but I'm just like okay I'm wondering why it was at that point where I heard a sermon um on YouTube that that happened and like not the years I'd spent in church but it mm -hmm. it kind of goes to show you you can I, I don't want to say I never had heard the gospel, but it just never, it, I don't know if I did not hear it fully or if my ears were just clogged and that was the day God was like, and now you're going to really hear it and like have nice it time uh, to understand. Something. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the process now for you then when that happens? Like, you know, the veil is off and God is like, now it's time for you to understand, you know, like through this uh, sermon, which clearly it's something that you have heard mm -hmm. like your whole life. But yet this is the day that it finally kind of just hits you really hard on the face. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> finally it's synced in and it, and it made sense. And it's like this is when mm -hmm. you grieve, not because a, not a worldly grief, but mm -hmm. it's not a godly grief that you know that you have sinned against oh, yeah. a holy God. So what are some of the changes that begin to automatically probably just, you know, happen in your life? But maybe were there any struggles in the process? Because it's very difficult to mm -hmm. leave behind the old life and put on the new self, right? Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Um, and it's literally only by the power of the spirit, but also like letting Christ abide, like letting his words abide in you. Um, mm -hmm. And so it was very much, I definitely saw it an increase in my sanctification process as I was actually in the word of God, which I would read the Bible, but um, it was like, it was a slow process, I would say. But like, I think the first thing was just um, my, my heart toward others it's not that i was uh super uh mean um like i wasn't like an outwardly mean person but i i did not have as much sensitivity mm -hmm. um to others and some people might say you, you still don't right now <laughs> <laughs> and to that i don't know what response i have <laughs> but god is working on me still i guess but <laughs> We're a work in progress, stress. We're all works in progress. <laughs> yes. There's still a wet paint sign on me, so just yeah. <laughs> like but um and so I'm like, oh, okay, um that was like that was that was one. Um and just even having an issue with sin, it, even if it was okay, this this is something I'm um struggling against like I don't think I had much of a struggle against mm -hmm. my sin before. Whereas now it was like, okay, I, I want to, like, I want to put this off. And then honestly, my, like just having a deeper uh, love for God and, and wanting to understand more, more about him. Um, like, so 
I just started like, I just wanted to like take in everything I could and mm-hmm. understand him more. And it was like the more, um, I, I knew about him. It was like the deeper my love grew. And then it was just like the, the more aware I was of like my sin. And it was just, it kind of all, it was like, um, it like stacked on each other almost mm-hmm. like, and it was, it was just really, it was a really, um, it was a really blessed time. And I won't, I won't say it's like, it's not like that anymore, but I, it's kind of calmed down. Um, still and being made aware of sin. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, what scripture does, right? Yes. Every time that we're in scripture, it's like we get to see those areas that we're like, Lord, I'm a sinful person. I'm a wretched yeah. sinner. I can see my sin. Please forgive me and help me. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, and just um, wanting to, to have, um, wanting to have like um, relationships with, people like the people of god like desiring that and um wasn't always the best at it in the beginning but like even in that like just wanting there there to be um like reconciliation if there was an issue or something like just like little things like that where i probably did not um care as much before so that was yeah that was like some of it (laughs) And you mentioned something very interesting before that it was like, um, you will always be uh, praying the sinner's prayer or like mm-hmm. just in case because there was no assurance, right? You you are not safe. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know where I'm going to go. And, I, I, you know, like I got to make sure that I'm keeping, you know, I'm safe. Yeah, I'm going to punch my ticket again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to punch my ticket. So uh, after that moment, like, you know, that, that, that mm-hmm. time that you finally, you know, the Lord finally saved you. Do you feel uh, that you struggle with the assurance of your salvation, uh, knowing that once you're saved, you know, you're saved, like you will never lose your salvation. And if you did, how what did you do to, you know, that will uh, to help you mm-hmm. understand that when the, the when Jesus said that no one will snatch you away from him, it is the truth. That's the mm-hmm. truth. And nobody can snatch, is a, snatch, a, snatch anyone away from Christ. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, there was, uh, I would even say, like, within, like, the past five years, I've probably had moments where I'm like, okay, I'm saved, but, like, I don't feel <laughs> as saved. And that usually is more so tied to, like, okay, the, you probably have some sin maybe that you are, not really trying to uh confess um and stuff and and really reckon with um and maybe you're letting your heart wander away from the lord for a little too long um Mm -hmm. which i don't know i guess five minutes would be too long if you really think about it (laughs) (laughs) but uh so it was it was definitely something that worked out itself out over time just in studying scripture especially i would say like romans 8 like just mm. taking in what the gospel does and the fact that if God has started a good work, he's going to be faithful to complete it. So um, what we what we need to do is just to constantly remind ourselves of the fact that before God, you had no desire for him. And so now the fact that you desire him and him being as he's revealed in scripture not how we want to maybe make him up in our mind um Mm -hmm. like i want i desire him now and that is a sign 
that he's done something in me. And so just understanding like there's this unbroken chain, like those he's foreknown, he's predestined and he's called and he's justified and he's like, we're going to be glorified. So it's like, it's all like, none of that is broken. And just understanding that, um, God, nothing can thwart God's will. So if it was in mm-hmm. his will that I am his, that's not going to change. But what I can do is to remind myself of who he is and, and what he's done and um, just choose to to make sure I am not doubting that and also that I am making sure that I'm keeping a very short list of um, confessing my sins to him because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, even if you don't think that's what's going on, it's kind of like you end up hiding something without maybe even realizing it. And it's, it's almost like in a marriage where it's like, if you're not telling your husband something that's going to build something, um, up like a, a mini wall almost. And so it's just like making sure my heart is like open before him. Um, even though he already knows it. So it's, it's a little bit different than marriage in a way, because your husband's not going to know if you're really hiding something, but God does. And so that's also reassuring to know, like, I don't even have to hide anything from him. Um, and so that, that really should make you want to confess everything fully to him. But um, yeah, I was just very much studying the word and um, just asking him to, to assure my heart um, mm-hmm. in moments. I mean, cause it, it brings some glory when his people can rest in him. So that's definitely something he would want to answer that prayer, if you're, if you're like, Lord, I'm, I'm really struggling with feeling like I am yours and like, can you help me with this? And then just going to his word and he will, he will answer that one. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I just thinking even like that we were predestined, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that we were, um, pastor, uh, Dr. Steve Lawson, he was, uh, uh, in our Bible study last night here at Grace Community Church Foundation. And that's something that he was just emphasizing you know you were predestined like god God knew you before you were even in the womb of your mom like you know he knew you you know like it's like nothing happens by an accident or like luck there is not such a thing as luck like even Mm -hmm. like the fact that you're here today the lord had already decided that this was going to happen today and your day of salvation he already had decided when that was going to happen it's like you know it's like he has he i mean even for a hair to fall from our head it's like yeah it's yeah. under god's control so it's like that's the assurance that we can have that it's not like he's a genie up there and mm-hmm. one day he's like okay let's make this happen and like let's make that happen no this is something yeah. that has been ordained by the lord all of it and even our salvations and that's why like we cannot be snatched away from the, from christ yeah. we belong to him <laughs> yeah i mean if you think it's like if God is for us, who can be against us and like nothing can separate us. Like that's why I'm like Romans 8 is just probably one of my favorite passages because it's like what can separate us from the love of God, which no. is in Christ Jesus. And we are in Christ Jesus and we now have no condemnation of God. So nothing can mm-hmm. what was separating us from God was our sin and mm-hmm. his wrath and God and Christ took both of those on the cross. So now nothing is holding us from that. So it's like, 
you if you just look through that passage it's like not even life or death like <laughs> nothing like yeah like really like it's like i was like i love how paul was just like yep not angels or demons not like it's like all of these things where you're like okay it might not be this but it could be that and he's like no literally nothing yeah. and i'm just like wow like god i mean i think i think maybe what really did help my assurance one thing was understanding that it was God saved me from his wrath. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's not going Mm -hmm. to save me from his wrath. He's not going to waste a drop of his son's blood. He saved me from his wrath. So that's not going to be something he's going to, to do. And then it's like, Oh, you know, she's not really going to be saved anymore. Like it was, it's just like, he, he, he bought me and there was like a, there's like a no return policy. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's not going to take me back before 90 days to return me like it's target (laughs) or something so yeah and uh even jesus says it said on the cross like it is finished yeah that was completed there he bought us with that price he died and and just like even thinking the son feeling that separation from the father Mm -hmm. at the cross because of our sins i mean that's how serious it was yeah and that's how much it cost it cost everything yeah everything it's amazing it is wonderful just to even you know it's something that we can't even fathom it's like how can we comprehend like we can't even comprehend that such love you know that it just cost him everything his own son and how wonderful that that to know that we have the assurance of salvation because of christ not because of anything that we have done because if it's because of everything that we have done then we're going straight to hell that's the only thing yeah yeah and now i'm going to go back to that point of your life when you were you meet your high school sweetheart is he your high school sweetheart? <laughs> he was a little older he took me to both of my proms so God, uh, yeah yeah you can say he's like my high school sweetheart <laughs> so let's there. talk a little bit about that tell me yeah. how you guys meet how is it that it happens that you know he started like you know, feeling interested in you and you're interested <laughs> in him and then what happens after all of that yeah um so we met um i don't think he was like super Inter- I thought I always thought he was cute um and he was so he was he's very kind um and like that's I don't know he's just always been very kind he still is very kind um and so that's like and he he smiles really easily so that's just something I noticed and then I think the first time I really saw him in church he was playing the saxophone and I was just like I didn't know <laughs> People <laughs> under 40 play the saxophone. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. <laughs> so he was playing, and he was really good at it. And he tells me, like, he's like, don't tell everybody that because then people, you know, like ask me, like, about saxophone stuff. But he, <laughs> so I'm like, what? I'm like, this is so cool. Um, but so, yeah, he, we met um, in church. And um, so we actually started getting to know each other better because I was, and I, I like music and I was interested in learning to play the saxophone. So he was like, oh, like, um, he's like, I can teach you. And, and so we started doing saxophone lessons and stuff. And actually him and my dad became friends. Right. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so like they, um, okay. because it was like my dad was like on the hospitality ministry. So he was doing yeah. a lot of stuff with that. And um, uh, my husband was kind of like helping out in a way. And so like, they would just talk all the time. Um, 
my dad is a really easy person to talk to and my husband is a easy really a really easy person to talk to so that just kind of meshed and it still happens where like if my parents come over i'm like it's 2 30 in the morning and you guys are still in the kitchen talking <laughs> like, wow <laughs> like you should go to sleep but um so um, they, they, they became friends, which was really neat um, because then that, I met my dad was able to get to know him um, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. a personal level. I think we kind of like we did. We, we were friendly, um, but it wasn't anything romantic until probably, I don't know, around my uh, junior prom. I'd had a prom date and he dropped out at the last minute and I was really sad. And so Aww. it was actually funny <laughs> because I know. But it was it, it, this is like the all things work together for the good of them who are called uh-huh. according to his purpose because I used to work at Chick-fil-A with his younger brothers. He has three younger bro- He has two younger brothers. So I used to work there with his younger brothers and he would come. They lived near the Chick-fil-A. So he would be in there a lot. Uh-huh. And he came through one day and he was like, you look really upset. And I was like, yeah, um, my prom date dropped out and I'm just, you know, not super happy. <laughs> about that um but he he said i can he's like i'll go and i was like really like because oh, he wow. was um i think he he was in college at this point and i was like you and you were like what 11th grade junior prom junior yeah so 11th grade, grade. Yeah. I'm like yeah you don't want to go to a junior prom <laughs> no way <laughs> so and he was like no i'll go he's like i don't mind um he's like i can go and, and get a tux um i didn't know that he fancied me at that point in time i was just like he's really nice like he's super kind he's doing me like a really huge favor because who's gonna get a tux at the last minute for a junior prom right unless you're interested (laughs) right or saxophone lesson girl like (laughs) (laughs) right he went and got the tux and everything it took me and then um we started really hanging out over that um summer and then that summer he like he was like you know i i i like i like you and stuff and i was just like oh i was like i like you too i didn't i just wasn't gonna say anything because it was just pursue me (laughs) (laughs) he did he 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 pursued me to prom i mean he went and got a tux so i'm like that 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 is pursuit um yeah (laughs) the men was like yeah and so then we um we started dating or courting or whatever you would call it. And uh, he took me to my senior prom. And then um, in college, I think I was, I might have been in, um, I was probably in year two. And then we got married. Um, and you're both uh, he, safe, right? So before all of this, when everything is starting, like you're safe, he's saved and all this stuff. He's he's like he's like he's like I've been told by my parents I was saved at three. He's like I don't believe that's the case. Um, mm-hmm. He's like I believe I was older. He's like I don't know an exact time, but he's like I just don't think it was three. But you know it's not. Yeah. He's like it's not that big of a deal. Um, because he's like, I mean, you know, before God yeah. laid the found like you're saying before God laid the foundation of the world, like <laughs> my name was written on his palm. So yeah. you know it's, yeah. it's one of those things. Um, so he was just kind of like. Uh, but he grew up, his dad's, his dad's the pastor. So, uh, yeah, he was like, yeah. he, he grew up in a very, um, solid, had a very solid upbringing and he actually, um, so he was saved. I was not saved when we first started dating, got saved while we were dating. And then, um, mm-hmm. 
we got engaged and then we got married like a year after getting engaged. I would have gotten married like a month, but you know, <laughs> the mo- the moms want the like the wedding and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's get this show on the road. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, wait, how did he propose? I was oh, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's not it's when I tell people they think it's cute, but I'm like, it's, it's not, it was not like, oh, we were on a bridge. Um, this was so funny because it tells me that he really does love me. Yeah. And when I'm in like my not so cute state, I was, I tried this thing out. I had heard with your hair, you can put garlic in it and it's like good for your scalp and stuff. Um, I'm kind of like on the like, I don't know, like natural side of things. And so I was like, oh, yeah. you put garlic in your hair. It'll help. Um, I only had like minced garlic that my parents had in the refrigerator. Uh-huh. And so I put it in my hair. And But then the thing with like curly hair and minced garlic is like it doesn't just come out. Oh. So then I was, he, was, he was over and we were watching a movie. And my parents are upstairs and they're kind of like, yeah, she's downstairs like combing her hair out, getting the garlic out of her hair. And so I'm just sitting on the couch and I hear my phone go off. Um, and because he, he's, I'm sitting on one couch, he's sitting on another one. I hear my phone go off and I'm like, okay. And so then I'm like, I just look at my phone. I was like, he, oh, it's him texting. And I'm like, okay, he's just being silly. But I was like, okay, let me read it. And he was, it was just like this really sweet message. And it was like, he kind of like, I think he went through like our, our history of like knowing each other. And he was like, you know, and I just want you to know, even as you sit there with like your garlic infused hair, like I love you and I want you to be my wife. And so I was like, what? Like turtle hard, probably garlic flung out of my hair or something. So I'm like, are you serious? And he was just like behind me, like on one knee and had like the ring. And I was just like, I just started crying. And then I'm like, be cute like you know, i'm thinking like oh like this is like i just did not see this coming and because he he likes to he likes to surprise uh he likes to like i think he likes that kind of surprise thing and to do things when people like maybe don't expect it did not expect being proposed to yeah you know, yeah combing combing garlic out of my garlic hands. Yeah, garlic know? it was garlic yes it it's was... a strong smell let me tell you yeah i, I love garlic like, i know <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know why I thought it was going to work. But, you know, we now know it's probably not worth it. (laughs) But wait, you guys got married and you guys have a beautiful family of how many girls? Four going to be five girls in May. So four um, all girls and our fifth one is due in mid-May. So, yeah. (laughs) Wow. And... How has that been for you guys? I mean, you know, with everything that you're doing and the girls, you know, and, you know, like managing your time for the girls and managing the time for you both. Like, how has been, how has he been supporting you in what you're doing? Because now that you guys oh, are married, have the, the girls. Yeah. Yeah. So he's super supportive. Um, he, he's um, very, he, he treasures uh me as a person um so i don't i don't feel like i you know i just take care of his kids or something he's like and he's very helpful um with the girls and he's like when it when they started getting 
um, their hair started growing longer. He was like, I want to be involved in doing stuff. Like, I want to be able to help you with them. And mm -hmm. so he learned how to, to, to cornrow. Like, and it's just like stuff I was like, I did not expect. I was like, not, I don't know what I expected him to be like, but he's like an amazing girl dad. Like, he, he just, <laughs> he loves girl. oh my goodness. Yes. Like, they, they are he i mean when when um because we he couldn't come into the ultrasound for um for our newest one um but when i came out to the car and told him i was like it's another girl and he was just like he's like oh like, he, was like, <laughs> he was like he was happy and i was like oh, okay i was like i, I mean he he's never been unhappy you know, I think by like the time it was like the third one, it's like it's another girl, and the fourth one, it's like it's another girl. <laughs> like I would think he would be like, I really would like a boy, but he's like he's like I love I love my girls. He he yeah. um, and I think it's special because I'm not trying to sound braggy or anything. I just think he's like he's what I would want my girls to marry. So I'm mm. super thankful he is who they are being raised by to see like what a man of God should do and look like in real life because mm -hmm. um he's just he he definitely treats me like as the weaker vessel and it's not I don't feel like uh snuffed out in any way though because uh, he supports he's like he's like I think he's like I think you do really he's like you, you say some really like good things and he's like I think you yeah. he's like you're very like smart and you know, he's like, I just, he's like, I want to, he's kind of like, I want to see you like, you know, do these great things. But then he also like really supports me at home, just being a homemaker. Mm -hmm. And so that's just yeah. been, that's been a real blessing. Um, yeah. And yeah. I agree with him. You are all fire on social oh. media. <laughs> no. well, so honestly, I, I've, I've shared some of your videos, the funny ones that you like, oh. what, like, um, <laughs> what you shouldn't do like what not to do i it makes me laugh so much uh and i've shared it with my husband and it's just hilarious but then you know like you have the funny part but then there's a moment of like seriousness like no let's talk girlfriends let's talk about your life and the lord and what it looks like mm. when you know navigating through scripture that you go open your bible and actually yeah. the introduction i said something like that that you're always telling like don't go anywhere else, open your Bible and <laughs> let the Lord speak to you through his word. <laughs> so, you know, just a great reminder because nowadays it's like people are going mm -hmm. elsewhere to, to hear God or to have a vision or I don't know what, to forgot to speak to them through the trees or something else. <laughs> like, no, open your Bible. Let him speak through that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but just talking about that, just like seeing, you know, how he has been supporting you and like really mm -hmm. pushing you to, hey, you're so smart. The Lord has given you this wisdom to share. And I remember, I think it was uh, one of the uh, first episodes on Abide Podcast that he, how. Uh, Katie was asking you about your uh, your Instagram page that you started and you started off just like sharing like oh, let me share pictures of my girls and things like mm -hmm. that you know so normal stuff daily life yeah. you know cooking or whatever it is cleaning <laughs> whatever <laughs> it is but tell me a little bit so tell me a little bit about how you start this what you're sharing but then what happened in 2020 with your account oh okay so <laughs> yeah so it was like it started out normal um you know as accounts go just oh, here's my babies and like some <laughs> baked goods and stuff and then um found out that like oh 
there's like a Christian humor section. Like there's memes, like and they're Christian themed. Like this yes. is. I was like, oh, I love this. Um, and so I was like, I used to make memes, like not a lot, a lot, but like I would make memes and stuff. Um, and so I was doing that, um, just to to have fun and started connecting with some people. And that started opening up um, things a little bit, but it was nothing crazy. Um, and then I. I guess in the summer of 2020 with everything happening with mm-hmm. all of the, I think it started with George Floyd and, and everything. And then just, um, it wasn't even centered around George Floyd. I think it was more so the world's response. And then it seemed like the church's follow-up response mm-hmm. that seemed to be in line with the world pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. I just started kind of saying like, no, um, like, uh, especially with like a lot of the critical race theory stuff, I was just mm-hmm. like, no, this is, this is not true. This is not, um, this is not like the proper way to look at, to look at this. This is not, you know, and this, I was like, definitely not in the body of Christ. Should we, we be feeling this way and, and acting this way and believing these things about people. And it was just kind of, um, like, I don't, I don't want to say poking holes in it, but just kind of saying this, this isn't standing up to scripture, um, Mm -hmm. as a test. Mm -hmm. And then, um, with black lives matter, um, Mm -hmm. being like a overtly Marxist, (laughs) (laughs) like they're like, we're Marxist, but we're really not, um, Mm -hmm. just kind of saying like that, that's not of the Lord at all. And so, um, I think that kind of exploded my account, um, unintentionally because I was just, saying what was on my mind which isn't like abnormal <laughs> so let me like... you're saying that and actually i have something that i want to read about what you're yeah. saying from your and this is on june uh 9th that you posted it so this is a couple of weeks after what happened to george Floyd, mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna read the last part of it when you say uh you can surely come alongside others We are called to do so, but we are not called, neither are we allowed to set aside our mission to preach Christ and make disciples. We cannot afford to take our cues for how to respond to injustice from the world. We lose our saltiness when we do that. And you're black. So Mm -hmm. naturally, it will be expected that if you're black, you're joining the movement. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole Black Lives Matter thing, like you're expected to do that. So yeah. why didn't you do that? Why didn't you just jump in and be like, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Let's go. Let's show, you know, come outside with the, the, the riots and the signs mm-hmm. and all these things. Well, why didn't you do that? Um, so that's a good question. <laughs> I think a lot of people were like, why isn't she doing this? Um, and then uh-huh. I had to really flesh out like, well, my identity is ha- it's not in my skin tone. It's it's in Christ. Like my identity is found in Christ. So I don't look to my skin tone to tell me how I should feel and react or think about things or process them or the lens I should look at them through. I I look to Christ. How should I process this? How should I react to this? Um, And it's very clear in scripture, um, that you, you shouldn't pay back reviling for reviling that you, um, you know, you should want justice. Justice is not a bad word. I think sometimes, I think the knee jerk reaction is now when people see the word justice, they, they feel like, 
it's it might be the way the world is defining it but it's like justice is of god and and justice mm-hmm. is a good thing and we should want justice we just need to make sure it is god's way that we're pursuing it and i don't think we ever pursue justice in a way that is sinful that's not going to be actual justice justice is is basically writing something that's maybe wrong um Mm -hmm. or what was it uh it's it's like writing something that's wrong or or just being correct in general like you should be seeking justice you should be seeking what is correct um and how things should be um that's why Mm -hmm. usually when you're saying injustice it's because it's like something is not supposed to be this way Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, it's very much just my identity is not, um, it's not in what I look like. It's, it's mm-hmm. who it's in, who is indwelling me that it's, it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> interesting responses I've gotten <laughs> because of that. But I actually, I, I want to, I wanted to ask that next question. What was mm-hmm. some of the responses that you got from the black community, uh, or even other people, you know, like not even black. Uh, when you started mm-hmm. to post these things, so I will, I will definitely say there t- probably tends to be, on a human standpoint, it's easier to focus on the, let's say you say something and five percent of the people take issue with it, for some mm-hmm. reason, <laughs> it's easier for our flesh to be like, these five people out of um, you know like a hundred did not like what I said, um, but it's like 95 people did. So, um, so it was, it's like, there were plenty. I will not, um, I'm not trying to detract from that, but there are plenty of people who were like, thank you for saying this, that I agree, this is true. Or like, yes, um, who are very supportive and stuff. Um, and then, I mean, even if they weren't, even if it was like a hundred percent of people <laughs> were saying I was wrong, I was like, well, you will need to show me in scripture, yeah, how I am wrong. That that's mm-hmm. that's where my conviction is is um centered. Um, but there the the people who did not agree, people can be pretty nasty. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if they would be as nasty face to face as they can be behind a keyboard. But <laughs> that I'm like, yes. you know what? You have to give an account. It makes me sad because it's like you're gonna have to give an account mm-hmm. for every idle word spoken. And mm-hmm. probably typed too, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it makes yeah. it makes me a little like hesitant. And then, um, I mean, people can think it's like, oh, well, it's just because you're 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 misinformed or you're you're not very smart. I'm trying to use nice language. <laughs> people don't <laughs> use nice language, um, and some yeah. people can just be very. It's it's almost like this whole thing has beca- has created a a whole genre of self-righteous people who because they feel as though they um are viewing the world through the correct lens of a like critical theory mm-hmm. that they are they they have arrived like they have the the knowledge right and it's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like no it's just like no and and you know it's kind, i'm kind of like i keep i try to keep in mind like there but by the grace of god go i like that could have been me Mm-hmm. Um, because I had been kind of going on that pathway for a mm-hmm. bit um, and not even realizing it because it it had been slowly been dripped into the culture. Some yeah. of this, the, the, the way you, it's like, oh, well, this is how you should feel about this because you're black. And it was like, 
okay. <laughs> I am black. Okay. I guess I could feel that way. Yeah, maybe I do. But it was, yeah. it was kind of like, uh, I think a lot of it felt like, um, manufacturing a problem that maybe wasn't always there. Um, yeah. but it's like, but you're black. So we see this as a problem. So you should too. I don't know if that made sense, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for all, for all of us as believers, we know that the standard is not the world, but it's God. God yeah. is the standard, not ourselves. So, and like you said, our uh, identity is rooted in Christ, not mm -hmm. in our skin color or anything that we do. And it's sad to see that a lot of uh, people actually during that time, they left the church because they didn't feel that mm -hmm. they were being supportive enough or that they were feeling like the, ch the church wasn't being sensitive of, about this matter. And it's just to remind ourselves, we should be praying for our fellow believers because, mm -hmm. you know, I think Paul Washer, he has said it many times that the gospel is for Christians, you know, like the gospel is for Christians. And we constantly have to reminding, uh, be reminding ourselves and preaching the gospel to ourselves yeah. where our identity is rooted. Who is our identity? Not this world. We are not of this world. We are in it, but not a, of it. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> yeah. And my next question now, now transitioning to the whole abide. Tell me a little bit about how then transitioning from like your Instagram page blew up on 2020. Then you and Katie come along and then do you, you know, come up with a podcast and how do, how do you guys decide to do that? And why do you decide to do this podcast, the abide podcast? Um, so we had both been talked to by, uh, people individually, like you guys should do, like you, Katie should do a podcast. And then people would be like, you, Natalie should do a podcast. And we both were kind of of the same mindset. Like, I don't have the time for it. I don't even think you guys really want to hear me. <laughs> like, I was like, let's be honest. Do you really, you're setting me up for failure. Hate it when I talk when I just type stuff out. You're not gonna want to listen to me. So it was just very much like, uh, you know. And I was just like, you know, okay. I was just, I was like, uh, you know what? We'll see what the Lord does. That's that was like usually I was like, we'll see what the Lord does. I don't really think you guys want that. Um, but we'll see what the Lord does. If God, if that's God's will, then mm -hmm. it will happen. I'm not gonna say no. I'll say, but it's highly unlikely, right? So, and then I think one day um, someone had talked to her and they were like, you and Natalie would be great on a podcast together. And we had been talking before, um, like over Instagram and stuff. And, and we have like the same kind of mindset. And so she had reached out to me and was like, oh, do you think like, would you be interested in this? And I was just like, I was like, I'm going to pray about that. <laughs> Like, just to make sure I'm going to pray about that. Let me just like, you know, really think about that and, and make sure I can actually fit that in and stuff. And she was like, no, that's fine. Um, and so we, we, you know, we were both praying about it and um, both felt, um, and we were talking to our husbands about it. Like, is this okay? We don't want to take time away from like you guys and, and, and the kids. And we don't want to, we don't want to neglect what we're doing in the home like this is our first priority and we just we were like we don't and it's also like i don't want to do i was hesitant because i'm like i'm homeschooling the girls too and so it was just and katie's homeschooling too mm -hmm. and so it was like we both didn't want to be doing something and then not do it well or do yeah. it and be frazzled in any kind of mm -hmm. way and like or it's like leaving us short for what we are called to do because i'm like i was like i think it's I was like, I love podcasts. I think they're a blessing, but I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. So we didn't want to have anything 
take away from what we were doing in the home mm-hmm. in our churches and stuff um and just wanted to make sure it was okay we both came back together and it was like you know what okay let's like let's see what god does like let's see if we can get this off the ground and and in kind of you know if if it happens then praise the lord and if it doesn't mm-hmm. praise the lord that's also his will <laughs> yeah but um yeah so it it, it we had started maybe it was like october november of last year and um got it off the ground <laughs> by the <laughs> grace of god i believe january uh was like when we put our first episode out and stuff so it's yeah. been it's been a learning curve <laughs> oh yeah and how how do you guys prepare yourselves like how how does the preparation look like how do you go by okay let's talk about this i i think we should talk about this topic or let's address this um so sometimes it's like oh, okay one of us may have mentioned something online and people are like, please do a podcast episode about this. Or mm-hmm. it's just us talking and because we talk, um, we talk like every day. I don't let, we get our topic ideas from people asking us about stuff we may have mentioned online or people just asking us about stuff they've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, uh, usually if it's like enough people ask um, about something, we're like, this would be a good, to- a good topic. Or we talk every day. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh like let's talk like this would be cool and so we kind of just like we have like a um a list of like things we could talk about but then even in that we're like oh but we can break it down this way and like then that makes it like that kind of like um a brainstorm kind of yeah and it like yeah and it just like you can get like idea off of idea of like a of a topic and so it's 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 fun um it's funny though because sometimes um we're like but do we really like sometimes it's like do we do we have something to talk about and then we're like why does it always feel as though we we could think of something and then it's you know when it's time to really like nail it out yeah yeah <laughs> it's like oh, what are we doing but um yeah. yeah we and we'll yeah so we'll we'll like it depends on what the topic is um and we we put a lot of time into researching stuff Mm-hmm. and um like just trying to get everything together especially if it's like not like if it's an interview that's easier because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're just asking other people um about things yeah. and so like that like that that's really nice but if it's you know you know probably oh yeah like, yeah it's like oh i'm talking about a specific topic it's like let me make sure yeah. <laughs> you have to prepare you know uh yeah just, uh, preparing yourself with the bible verses okay so where do, in the scripture does it talk about this you know and then reference to something else i mean it definitely will preparation will definitely take uh, yeah. time yeah absolutely yeah well and have, can you please share how they can find you uh you your account and then also the abide podcast where they can find it and then i'll also um include it here um later on yeah um so i'm on instagram at stop and consider and the buy podcast is at abide podcast on instagram and those are like the two main areas um that we're active on i also have two of my signature questions i normally have three but i'm just gonna ask two because i know we're running short on time (laughs) but um (laughs) uh what are three things that brings you joy? Okay, so I really, I really love um, like hearing people talk about like I don't know how God has been working in their lives, um, even in small areas. 
that like really makes me smile. Um, I think it's like amazing. Um, and, uh, I like, I always think of like third John one, four. It's like, um, I have no greater joy than this to hear of my children walking in the truth. So seeing what looks like fruit or like a hunger for God and like actual repentance, like in my children, um, it's just very, um, cause that's like, I wouldn't say it's a fear, but that's just something that's always on my mind. Like, okay, I want to make sure they're getting the gospel and I want to make sure they understand it. And like, I just want, you know, just always praying like, Lord, um, just praying for you to save them. So when yeah. I see like them pick up their Bible and, <laughs> and hear them like, oh, I want to pray or mm -hmm. like when they sin and, and it's like they, they understand that they offended God and not just that they're getting in trouble that they're upset like these things is just kind of make me like really thankful uh really joyful um and then you know like as a weird one i guess like a i like <laughs> i like i like a freshly made loaf of bread like <laughs> <laughs> do you and, like make long it? walks i do i so oh. i like to bake a lot so like uh baking it 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 makes me like it makes me happy and then like sharing that with other people um mm -hmm. so like being able to like bake stuff and share it with others like it, it does make me very mm. happy <laughs> i have to learn from you i'm not i am i can cook i can cook my dominican food and you know all the kinds of food yeah. but Ooh, baking yeah. i haven't used any of the machines that you use for baking <laughs> <laughs> that's what i call it the machine there's one that someone gave it to us when we got married and yeah. it's been sitting there <laughs> <laughs> look anytime i it's so fun i, I love like sharing recipes and stuff so perfect so that was three Three I things. think so. Yeah. Yeah. That was three things. Okay, perfect. And I also like to ask my guests, why is it that we need Christ? Why do we need Jesus in our lives? Oh, because God is holy and and we are not. Um, and, 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 you know, outside of Christ, we're like in the dark and we're, we're naked and we believe in lies and we're dead and he's the light of the world and he shines into darkness. And, mm -hmm. um, clothes us with his righteousness um and he is the truth that we need to hear um that we are sinners and that god is holy and that he is the way to be made right with god and that he 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 made the way to be right with god by by coming and living a perfect life and then dying on the cross for us um and he he didn't have to do any of this um mm -hmm. but he did it out of submission to the father and out of love for us and so um he and he gives us new life and like brings us from death into life um if we mm -hmm. repent and believe in him so um he's the only hope we have of any kind of actual joy and peace and love i think the world has to settle for false senses of these and and he is where you see justice and mercy are met like it, it's just there's like i feel as though the list could is almost infinite as to why mm -hmm. we need Christ, but we need him because we're under the condemnation of God and, and we mm -hmm. deserve it fully. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, he yeah. is, he is our, um, he's our Passover lamb. Um, that help that the angel of death is not going to come over us if we're covered in his blood. And he's like the ark, um, mm -hmm. uh, like Noah went into for the flood of God's judgment. Like we, we go into him and God's judgment is coming and it's like, um, 
I think when people start to understand that God's wrath is real and incoming, they, it magnifies why we need Christ. Mm -hmm. And he is coming back. Yeah. You know, uh, he is coming back. And actually I want to just finalize also with this. I, I think I posted last night and it was from the sermon by Steve Lawson. Uh, when he was talking about revelations to uh, 22, 12, he said, it's talking about the coming of Christ. And he mm -hmm. was saying, when he comes, there is no time to go to go back and do the work you should have done. So the work that we must do, because we were created for good works, to do mm -hmm. good works, so um, we won't be able to go back to it. So what are we doing with our time while we are here on this side of heaven? So it's, are we, you know, spending time in ministry? Are we witnessing other people to Christ, for Christ? Um, what are we doing with our time? You know, so making yeah. the most of our time and let that be for the glory of, of God. So thank you, Natalie, for being with us here. Thank you so, thank you. so, so much. <laughs> and I would just like to ask you to close us in prayer, please. Oh, yes. Thank you for having me. Um, all right. Coming before you now, Heavenly Father, thanking you so much for the privilege it is to be able to come before you in prayer, knowing that that didn't come without a great cost to Christ. Um, now we can come be boldly before the throne of grace. So just thanking you so much um, for... Um, salvation that we have in Christ that we can be made right with you and also be um, made brothers and sisters with people and thanking you for social media um, with even some of its downs there is like these beautiful upsides that we get to connect with um, fellow brothers and sisters on this side of eternity um, and it just it makes the uh, the longing for heaven even deeper when we will have our joy made complete when we all are seeing each other face to face and seeing you face to face so just thanking you um for that thanking you for arlie and her ministry and everybody else who's working so hard um with this podcast and just blessing the body in so many ways known and unknown um just by um having people come on and share about your faithfulness and your goodness um, and just thanking you so much um, for for making us new and alive in you and um, allowing us to be able to proclaim your excellencies um, and just thanking you so much for the fact of the matter being that <laughs> if we are yours, we are kept forever um, mm -hmm. and that we can now walk in the good works you predestined us for before time began because you predestined us in love to be adopted through through the sacrifice of your son and by the regenerative power of your spirit. So just thanking you for all of these things and praying that you um, continue to bless and keep um, Arlie and everybody else um, who's working um, on this and, um, and her dear husband. And uh, just thanking you for this time that we were able to spend together and um, asking that it is a blessing to um, anybody who might listen um, and only ways that you can use to bless people with um, and praying these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would like to invite you to support us by leaving us a review. Let us know how you have been encouraged by each one of the stories that you have listened here. Also leaving us your feedback. You can also help by following us on social media on Instagram and Facebook or by liking or commenting on our post and also by sharing with your friends and family. Also, don't forget to subscribe on our podcast and YouTube channel. Another way that you can also help us is financially by visiting our Patreon page by going on the link here on the description.